What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome. Another episode of the All Pro Jaffos. Uh, we have a special guest with us this evening. A definite, uh, quote-unquote, Jaffo family member um, yes. from the past, present, and for the foreseeable future. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you guys already know who I am, but please welcome back to the show, Coach Alonzo Cart- Carter. Coach Zo, how are you? I'm good, brother. I see y'all didn't upgrade it. I got y'all done went big time now. I like to, I like to I mean, upgrade. It looks good. I, if this is big time, then I, <laughs> I don't. I, I'd rather we we need to get to bigger time. We need to get to stardom then. If this is big time, but um, again, glad to have you on. Always, you know, really cool to talk to you and to be able to get your insight on a lot of things. This last uh, weekend. Uh, homecoming game against Nevada. Um, first half started off rocky to be, you know, mild with it. And the second half just, it turned into this big, uh, not just a comeback story, but when you look at everything involved with what was going on with the game, it was pretty much awe-inspiring. You can just feel the shift. You can feel the emotion of it, the sidelines, you know, the coaches, however. It it just, the way it played out was something you see out of a movie, honestly. And the night, you know, started off, uh, it started off emotional. You know, mm-hmm. all, all the players came out and the coaches came out. You guys had your your Camden McWright uh, shirts on for pregame. And I was just trying to figure out what, like, mm-hmm. obviously emotions were high, but what was the feeling in that locker room going into homecoming? Well, not just the locker room, the week leading into the game. Um, Camden was special. As a young man, you know, he was a great teammate. He was a wonderful son. He was a wonderful brother, nephew, all of the above. Uh, a wonderful young man to coach. You know, he was a, you know, you get all these rankings, three-star, four-star, five-star athletes. He was a five-star young man that happened to be an incredible student athlete. So when you lose somebody that close to you, somebody that I know I recruited personally and was beloved by so many people on the team, especially in the running back room, that was tough. That was tough. All the coaches just really loved this young man. You fell in love with the young man, the person, front row, taking notes, just doing everything you were asked to do to be successful as a freshman in college football and happened to be a 4.0 student that one's hard because he was on his way through the facility early trying to get there it was his first travel game of the season so you knew what that meant to him yeah Um, so just when you mix all those things together it was tough to take but i i will say from the top down, I mean, I'm talking, when I say top, I'm not just talking about our head coach, which he did a great job. Coach Brennan did a fantastic job. 
I'm talking about from the president of the university to our athletic director, to the provost, the vice president. I mean, the chancellor, I mean, you name it, they were involved. You know, Chief Carroll, you know, the SJSU police department, you know, just the whole city, everybody just was together. And just to see that type of leadership, you know, and how we stayed together, everybody was talking about family, you know, Spartan family was on full display from the university, you know, from the top all the way to the athletics, it was all together, the whole city, you know, so it was, um, it was just tough to be in the situation, but when you have great leadership and people leading the way and, and let's not leave out his mother Trina and his father Cleve McWright they were you know they came and talked to the team on Monday and it was one of the most heartfelt speeches that a mother could read she got up in front of the whole team and read in front of the team what you guys seen on Saturday was another piece of that strong family that their strong religious beliefs um just to have the strength as a family, I mean, you have to just say, you know what, let's honor this young man. And Coach Brennan made a good point. Don't mix up playing the football game into how we're going to honor him because those are two separate things. And uh, the university did a great job. The athletic department did a great job, you know, just putting it all together of Ben Thenis, our chief of staff, you know, Tanner, our DFO, I mean, them guys were working, you know, to Brooke, beyond football. You know, we had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of pieces to make that happen. And, you know, in, in this building with, with Coach Brennan and Ben, I mean, you've seen some heads spinning and just making things happen for the family and for the program. And uh, uh, Jeff Konya, our athletic director, was right there, thumbs and you know, just give him the thumbs up and support on everything. That was very, very important. And then let's not forget about, the, you know, the president of our university. He was right there as well. How often do you have the president of your university as well as your athletic director leading the way, saying, hey, whatever support you guys need, you got it. So it was, as it was, you had strong men, strong ship. Just to even play the game. Had never had to deal with anything on that. So we had to make a, a collective decision. And our administration, like I said, was behind us as a program. So hats off to a wonderful administrative team and our head coach, Coach Brennan, for just keeping the ship where it can just stay steady and keeping us all together as a family. Yeah, it was definitely one of those. You can tell the the unity in the team, even just the vibe around warm-ups and stuff, just, um, you know, guys like, you know, Junior Fajoko and Cade Hall and, yes. um, you know, Kyrie and, and just uh, yes. from everybody on the team, it was – a yes. very big and i heard you know especially junior he was you know telling everybody tonight's bigger than football which to me hit because i was like okay this is 
Yeah, and Coach Brennan said it said it best. I, you know, I saw the, the 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 conference that he had where he said, you know, a lot of teams, you know, say yeah, it's a family, but you know, most of it's BS, and this is not one of those situations. That's definitely believable because yes. that was absolutely felt through no. throughout the the sideline, through the coaching staff, through everybody in the press box, through everybody, you know, down. It was just. The family being there, I, I loved the the moment of loudness, mm-hmm. you know, the the and having the team making the six on the on the fifty yard line, and it just to me, I was like, wow, to go last week where they had a game postponed, you know, and and hats off to New Mexico State for being able to help. Mm-hmm. make that happen because that was a that's a big that's a huge thing to 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 be able to show that type of empathy and stuff like that for for another team and be able to work with somebody to be yeah but hey take the time you need we'll handle this some other day you know so it you know hats off to them and then Nevada you know doing their little tribute yes to him with the the stickers on the back of the helmet and stuff just you felt that, you know, just like juniors, it felt like more than football. The whole night on both sides, visitor, home, the whole atmosphere. It was bigger than a football game. You were yeah. trying to honor somebody, you know, like you said, who made a difference, made an impact early yes. in, in his short time there. So to be able to see all that and then going into the game, I mean, it's obvious to us, but can you describe your emotions being with, you know, the guys in the running back room and, uh, you know, and to not bring up all the losing a, a former player not too long ago in, in Packer and, and just, it, it's kind of one of those things. I feel like for you, as close as you are with your guys, and as we know you as incredible a human being as you are, how how did that affect you? How did how were you taking this going into the game? Um, it was a, it was a major roller coaster ride for me all week. Uh, I want to give some love to my room. You know, my running back room was wonderful, led by, like you said, Kyrie Robinson and Shamar Garrett and Kenyon Sims, the older guys in the group. When we met and talked, you know, I was so busy worrying, asking how they were doing. And they like put a pause and say, no, 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 coach. How are you doing? And, you know, I just was able to let out tears, you know, and cry and let them know as men, it's okay to show emotions. It's okay. Uh, We hung out together the next day. My group, all the groups hung out as a position group. Uh, we went to Sammy G's right downtown San Jose by the campus with Coach Brennan. And we hung out, watched football, ate pizza and wings and all that, and just was around each other and just kind of embraced each other and let let the brotherhood take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was good to be around them young men because I have a son on the team as well, Malachi Miller. So it's as a dad, you know, you 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 appreciate the men that are keeping these group of young men together. And then so I knew everyone would be looking at me because I was the position coach. How are you doing? How are you holding up? 
And it was tough because you try to put on this face that, you know, face of strength, especially when I went to the visual the the day uh, last uh, day after it happened, right where it happened and everything. It was just you replay it in your head and you just try to think how could things have been different because the young man was just a wonderful young man. And um, it was just hard to accept, but I had to pour my focus and energy into prepping these young men into being professional enough to prepare for a, a Nevada team that we knew would come down and give us their best shot, which they did. And just have enough internal perseverance to have the character to shake off that slow start and, and never be. I mean, we've been, but we didn't break. We stayed together. Um, and just as a leader of men, you know, your responsibility is to try to hold it together and let them know, regardless of what's going on and on and with you emotionally, you still got to go play this game. You still got to, you know, kind of find a way and dig deep and watch that man to watch Kyrie and the entire offense play the way they did, you know, that second half, not one punt, you know, just just playing and playing and playing the way they did, scoring on every drive and um, and then to have the last two touchdowns, especially to walk off the winning touchdown, be a run. Yep. Man, that was just – I mean, you've seen the pictures. He was there. I mean, emotionally, <laughs> I, I just let it loose because Kyrie was Camden's mentor. I always assigned the younger guy to the older guy, and they have mentees. Well, Kyrie was assigned to Camden. And they had a very, very close relationship. It wasn't just football. It was off the field as well. Mm. And uh, his roommates, Caden Collins, which is another freshman running back, and Jacob Galloway, you know, they were his roommates. They were running backs also. They were on the sideline. and It was just – it was tough, man. It was tough. And just trying to keep them together and then just to see us win the game in the manner in which we did and then have it ironically – Kyrie to get the winning touchdown. What better way to have that? It reminds me, I had an immediate flashback when I'm Dejon Packer walk off winning touchdown against Arkansas in 2019. And I thought about that immediately and I was crying then too. So, <laughs> you know, you show a lot of emotion when you see your players work hard and then it carries over to the game. So to see that, witness that, and you know Kyrie didn't have his greatest game, but in the second half, you you, you seen a soldier, you seen you seen a Spartan, you seen what mm. we were made of, and you seen that whole offense. And got to give big credit to the offensive line; they don't give enough credit. You know, everybody always when something goes wrong, you always look at the offensive line, the offensive line, and we have great players. You know, we got mm. one of the top quarterbacks in the conference, the top quarterback in the conference right now, and Chef. And our receiver core is, is just top to bottom, one of the best receiver cores led by Elijah Cooks, you know. But we got to give that offensive line some credit. Coach Oglesby does a great job. You got two redshirt freshmen playing that offensive tackle. So just to see him put that together. And then Jaime Navarro, one of our leaders, <laughs> you know, one of our major vocal leaders, he kept that thing together, you know, with Junior Fajoko, Cade Hall, Kyle Harmon, Jaime Navarro, 
Trey Jenkins, Andrew Jenkins, them the Chase Williams, you know, those, those are guys, Nehemiah Shelton, them guys, man, they don't they don't let nothing slip. They hold it together, you know. Don Mazzotti, um, like I said, you know, Kyrie Robinson, you talking guys that just believe in this. They really, really believe in this thing. And Jaime was right there. Jaime wasn't even supposed to play. We didn't know if Jaime was going to be clear to play. Mm. He wasn't 100%. He came in the third series and played the rest of the game. <laughs> Jaime, Jaime, Jaime's a, he's a beast for that. You know, Jaime was like, right, Coach, I'm playing. You know, and he went out there and played and wasn't 100%, but no one's 100% right now. Mm. So he went out there, played, and played the rest of the game, and we were able to run the ball and do some things in the second half that we weren't able to do in the first half. And we were able to pretty much play a tough Nevada team. You know, we not, we couldn't go score for score for them because they were up. So we right. need stops. And if you can find a better front seven in the Mountain West or pretty much even in the West Coast college football for what that's worth, you let me know. Hmm. Because them guys right there, that front seven, when they make their mind up and it's on, you got, you know, you now you got the young guys too. You already got Kyle Harmon. Now here comes Parham. And then don't forget about Alihi. You know, you got you got these guys playing together with that D-line in front of them. Oh, man, it's lights out. It's fun. It's fun to watch them play. And uh, then right. on the back end, you know, they talking, you know, with Kenyon Reed, Nehemiah Shelton, and Chase, and, and Trey, man, they get to talking and they start rolling. It's a whole different ball game. I love watching our defense play defense, man. They, yeah, no, they they are absolutely. Yeah. We're again, we were watching on the sideline, and there was a specific play with Fehoko. Oh man, that monster. <laughs> he that Kay had gotten. He was watching it on. Kay. He literally had the camera focused on him. And watched him the whole play literally fight through three, four guys to make a sack. And Kay looked at me and said, he fought through that entire thing. Yeah, and yeah. Just, and we're looking at it going, the, the motor is just constant. Oh, yeah, it's just going. Really it, it, it's just a pack of wolves coming at you. At, I mean, no pun intended against the wolf pack, but, you know, <laughs> just a pack of wolves coming at you at full 100% speed every single time and you know again it is very fun to watch it is in to watch the defense just take over yes and kind of just give the offense the opportunity because we talk about the the first half and it was again it wasn't spectacular it was just something that we looked at going like well they've had you know a long two weeks Mm -hmm. with going on with you know um with cam and they postponed the game and then you know now they're coming into there's a whole lot of things where like you know that you know that could play a big factor and then the second happen happens and we're just oh man oh yeah it it was just unreal to just see the turnaround that just the switch of all right we're done spotting this team we're, we're, we're done giving it like we're done playing around. It is time to what going into halftime. What was the conversation in the locker room that was said that just got everybody going? 
Coach Brennan makes it simple. But just play our brand. Let's play clean football. He always says just play clean football. And with Coach Odom, which is really laid back, cool. He always have on his gold hoodie and stuff. I, so you can see him. I call him Goldie. That's my nickname for him. When you see him, when he does talk and he challenges that defense and he raises that voice and he gets them going, they respond. And he challenged them. He challenged them. And Coach McGiven, you know, he just start. I call him the chef. He start cooking, start calling all his different plays and got that thing going. And you see Chef be Chef and just start making the plays and the run game start clicking, that old line start kicking. And that's, that's let's not leave out one of the most important pieces of that game, a special team play which is led by Coach Scott White, our linebackers coach. He he's we, we call it win the turf war. We always big on field position and making the uh, offense have a short field by playing once we play good defense, being great in the special team space, having great kickoff coverage, great punt coverage. You know, them guys get after. They take pride in playing on special teams. Some people don't take pride on playing on special teams, but Coach White challenges those guys every day i'm in there i listen in the meetings and he's an excellent young coach that does a phenomenal job with our special teams uh him and fred judici uh, our, our special team analysts them two together they get those guys going and just to watch them i, I watch special team. i love watching our kickoff team and our punt team if you go back and look at the numbers all the top returners in punt return or kickoff return, look at their numbers against San Jose State. It's it's every week they pitch shutouts. They do not play, especially on that punt team. We got <laughs> speed flying down there, and you better fair catch because they are coming. And he challenges those guys every day in practice, and he puts guys on there that want to do it. You got a lot of starters that are on those special teams. So we take pride in the special team game. Coach Brennan is a former special teams coordinator as well as a wide receiver coach. So he takes a lot of pride in our special teams play. So when you got coordinators in there in the halftime, just saying, hey, let's just play it. Let's just be us, play our game. Okay, we made it through the first half. Now let's just go out here and now play Spartan football. And that's all it was. We didn't, there wasn't no major focus, <laughs> focus adjustments. It was just, let's just play our game. Let's just play with the confidence and the brash chip on our shoulder that we know we know how to play. And the defense was talking, and, you know, when you get them guys talking, they're kind of the attitude of the team. You know, when you got Junior Fajoko and Cade Hall and, and, and Lando Gray and Jake Akiva, Noah Wright, you got them big dudes, which you can, you know, Sawane, you know, you, you can kind of feel, yeah, I'm with y'all. You want to walk out with them guys and then Kyle Harmon and, you know, you just you just parham them young guys. You know, they want to get a piece. Everybody want a piece. So you can feel that the, the, the brash confidence and we can gonna get this done, coach. We're going to get this done. And as a coach, what else can you ask for? You can't ask for nothing else when your players believe in you and believe in the system. There was no major adjustments. Nevada was playing a real good game. 
They came out playing like we thought they were. Now we just needed to match it and come out and play like we thought we could play. And that's all he told him. That's all Coach Brennan told him. He wasn't one of those big, long, for the Gipper speeches, none of that. He just said, hey, let's go play clean football. And what we describe as clean football is Spartan football. Just go out there and do your job and play with fit, play with physicality. Everything we do is physical. You know, like I told you a year and a half ago, on my wall in my office, it's clear as day. When we're not getting the ball, you better block. And it says no block, no rock. You don't block, you're not getting that ball. So you just run with physicality, you pass pro with physicality. Everything you do, that starts wearing on people. That starts wearing on people. And then you got different guys, whether it be the wideouts or the tight ends, making big plays in the past game, and then you throw in Chef, but he can throw it all running. He's a dual threat. Now you clicking. So on offense, you just start clicking and doing what we do best, which is playing Spartan football. That Spartan speed start kicking in. You know, you can't keep up with us. You know, we have a very good football team, and we have a very good group of young men that love to be coached. And mm. I, I, I love our staff. We have one of the most diverse staffs in the country. Mm. And because we all get along, you know, everybody coaches with each other. We're a brotherhood. Now, if you're telling the players to have a brotherhood, you also got to have a brotherhood as a staff. Right. You know, you can't preach. We need you guys to be brothers and be family. And then the people that are coaching you are not family. So right. we, we take this very serious. There's a lot of bonding as men that we've taken that time in the offseason we, to, to get to know each other even more so every year. And I think that's, like I said, it starts at the top. You know, we have a great leader in Coach Brennan. He does a good job of making sure that we all stay together regardless of what the situation is. And that's why you see the young men play the way they play. I, I mean, it's definitely something noticeable. You know, like I said, on the sideline, you, you there are some sidelines you have, you know fracture points you know people kind of getting at each other and mm -hmm. but and kind of in a negative way or bickering back and forth when things aren't going right and stuff like that and that could easily happen in a highly competitive sport with highly competitive athletes all the way around but there was no sense of that ever yeah. even in the first half whatever there's no sense of that ever there's always the positivity of all right let's keep it moving let's go yeah. on to the next one let's go Let's keep going. And if there was any sort of we need to do this or like kind of get it's always like a constructive criticism. It's always, hey, let's go. You know, we need to do this together. We need to, there's there's accountability being held, yes. which we, yes. which is crucial, crucial in the game of football. Mm -hmm. Absolutely crucial in the game of football. So when we see this on the it just one, it brings a smile to my face because I'm like, man, this is a. It, because, again, and we've talked about it before, it hadn't always been this good at San Jose State. No. It hasn't always been this fun to be able to watch and just be like, wow, you can tell this team is really – this coaching staff has everything together. This, this Every single aspect of this, from top to bottom, like you said, from the coaches all the way to the players. Yes. And let's not forget – don't forget, it was homecoming. We almost forget about that. <laughs> well, you mix all this different emotion going on with homecoming plus honoring one of our best teams in the history of the program, the 2012 
team. Coach McIntyre was here. Shout yeah. out to Coach Mac. He was here with that 2012 team. They were there on the sideline. So you were honoring that team, which had one of the best records in, in, yeah. at San Jose State. They were there to watch it live. And so you mix all that together, man. It's a lot to go out there and play. Great crowd. You know, it was a night game, national television. It's a lot for young men to have to be able to grasp all of that and then go out here and play this game. But, you know, you never seen them go get negative with each other. Nope. You were there. You've seen it up close. They were, I've been here six years the whole time. And we won a lot of games, including the Mount West Championship in 2020. And then that game, that feeling I had in that 2020 Mount West Championship game, that game this past weekend probably was the best team win I've experienced since I've been here. That game and then when we beat Nevada in mean, 2020 to make it to the Mountain West Championship game, which was a very good football team mm. coached by Coach Norvell, which we have to play them this week. Coach Norvell, he's now at Colorado State, so he does a great job. So when you watch your team grow, and, and, and you don't really have to say much, but just kind of push buttons and keep them focused. And they stay together and they're talking themselves. The leadership, you've seen it. I, I, I was on full display. I'm always in the back and I go on both sides. I kind of stay in the middle. I love watching special teams and our defense. So when I'm not after Coach Josh gives all the adjustments in between and Coach McGivern talks to us on the headset, you see me right there in the middle of the defense or in the special team trying to see what's next because I watch the guys as they kind of communicate with each other. And it's so positive, man. It's, it was great. We told them we got you and they got us, you know, sometimes the offense needs a lift. Sometimes the defense needs a lift. And like I said, that kicking game is always in between and can get lost in the shuffle because a lot of our starters on offense and defense is involved in that kicking game. So they take it very, very serious. So we kind of try to keep it even kill on that sideline. And sometimes it gets real emotional and it can get really hectic. But for the most part, the staff does a great job of making the adjustments during the game and get keeping the kids locked in and keeping us together. And then the energy from the younger guys that are not playing and or that are on the sideline, we kind of feed off their energy to keep us hyped up and, you know, keep the game going, especially at home. Right now we're undefeated at home, you know. Uh, uh, we have an undefeated 4-0 record at home. We got another home game this Saturday, so mm -hmm. we kind of feed, feeding off that energy because when we won in 2020, that was the COVID year, there was no crowd. There were no fans. So wow. our fans didn't get to share the winning of San Jose State because, like you said, prior to that, there's been some disappointing seasons kind of mm -hmm. stacked on top of each other, including us in 2019. We missed the bowl game by one game. Mm -hmm. So we're real focused for this one because we had five and two. We need that six win to assure us a bowl game. And we that's that's important to us. We take them mm -hmm. one week at a time. And last week was 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 really a testimony of guys just showing grit. You know, Coach Joe, Joe Ciamalo, he always uses that. He described grit one time and it was deep, you know, and then he always asked. What is your why? Those are mm -hmm. two of his big things, you know, our D-line culture. And that's why that D-line plays the way they play. They got their own little name. It's called the Brick Squad. You know, they got their own little moniker. And he have, he 
they're a family within the family, Brick Squad, you know. <laughs> so he keeps them guys playing. He keeps them dialed in and hungry. He does a great job. And then, like I say, all that starts from the top, you know, and we just try to do our part. We try not to mess it up. Hey, give them the instruction, let them play. Right. The instruction is very detailed now. Our weeks are very detailed. Coach Odom is one of the best in the country at what he does. Coach McGiven, I've seen it time and time and time again, year after year after year, him putting this offense together and just to be a part of the staff and watching him do what he do, it's, it's a blessing to be on the staff. And then I work hand-in-hand with the big man, Big Josh, Josh Oglesby. He's our um, he's our run game coordinator and O-line coach. He does a good job. And, and he's Eric Scott, our wide receivers coach, you see the impact he's made. In, in, in the coaching and bringing the guys over that he has, and let's 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 make sure we make it clear: it's one thing to have guys on your roster that are talented, but mm. it's another thing to manage the personalities and the egos and pushing them buttons to get them guys to play at a maximum level. Mm. And sometimes you meet, we will have an injury, and no one even pays it attention because the next man comes in and he's plugged in and he's ready to roll. So he does a great job of getting them guys to play every week, week in, week out. And then, you know, the, the kind of the underdog in all this is our tight end group. Mm-hmm. You know, Coach Matt Atkins is a young coach. does a phenomenal job. You know, everybody seen what Derek Deese done. Everybody seen what Josh Oliver's done. Both of those guys are NFL guys right now. And now you got the next wave of tight ends coming in. He's done a phenomenal job having um, Sam Olson and, and Dominic Mazzotti. And uh, mm-hmm. just just get them guys out there and just get them to play. So we really try to just push the buttons and give them opportunity to make plays. So that, and then we, you know, again, the, the, something that, in almost, again, it is amazing fashion how the whole thing, those last two drives, the one to tie it up and the the one to go ahead. The circumstances going into everything, because there were a whole lot of penalties built up. There's a oh, lot of you know almost drive killer. You know, oh, the whole situation was just so jumbled and so just oh how it all right how do we make this happen? Those two drives for you, as emotional as the game was, did you have a sense of it, it's going to happen? Yes. Like it, it's whether like anybody believes it or not, it's gonna happen. It's it's you know sometimes when you talk to coaches, you know they always tell you they believe and different things are going to happen and they could see it coming and all this different stuff. Sometimes they be lying. <laughs> it's just coach talk. You know, they telling you you was there, you seen it live. There was regardless of what was going on on the field. We knew if we once we got the ball back, we would have an opportunity to score. Even after we scored and did Nevada score, it was like, okay, it's our turn again. We just took it as like, all right, it's our turn. Whatever they do, we got to match them. And then once we get a stop, mm. we get one of them stops, we're going to score again. We're going to put this game away. And we're going to make it come down to the last drive. If you got to throw the ball on us. In the last drive, I take my guys anytime. That defense, they pull, they, they, you know, they, they that hair get wild and long and Craig get on fire. 
they let that hair on fire and you better get ready because you don't know what type of combinations is coming coach Odom he goes into the trick bag and you don't know how he gonna come <laughs> and it's 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 just amazing I'm, I'm front row then I'm 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 bent over watching it just like okay here comes something and I remember this was early last year uh coach Eric Scott had just came to us last year and it was one of our other games we was last driving against Wyoming I said all right get your popcorn ready watch here come here they come here come them goons watch them go get them <laughs> and it was while we had to try to throw the ball for the last drive didn't stand a chance sack 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 here for game over so that's ha- that's happened a couple of times this season <laughs> so now he sees it but all you I see is though when you get <laughs> down to them last drive or them last couple of drives and you're trying to throw the ball and you need a score to tie us up or win it's going to be tough because them guys can 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 feel it and they play for each other you know mm. they're, they're they're very humble they don't you know we try to respect the game play the game the right way uh coach brennan is really big on that uh, we are as a staff respecting the game just coach white emphasizes that a lot in his special teams meeting you know coach odom you know same thing on the defensive coordinator he happens to be our safeties coach as well mm. you know just a lot of just just fundamentals are being taught you know you have a lot of just fundamental football that that's how you win games just being tight fundamentally so when you in one of them type of close ones and you look and go hey we just do this this could happen if we do this that can happen coach mcgivens up in the booth calling down the play so he has a broad view of everything and he kind of collects his thoughts on what he wants to do in between drives and be like, all right fellas let's go get a touchdown and I remember from 19, I used to always tease Josh Love. As I say, I'll meet you at the end zone. I would always tell him, I'll meet you down there. So that became my little thing. So uh, I'm still trying to get Shev to talk to me. He don't talk to me. I got to pull out. He's the silent assassin. Yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta get him. I just fist pump him. And he give me the little <laughs> nod. And, you know, that much, that's not much. I'm still getting him to talk more. I love Shev because I'm – Coach, when he was at Hawaii, I watched that. <laughs> I watched us chasing him around. Like, man, this dude is good. I'm about to chasing him. So to have him on our side, it's just, it's just wonderful to watch him. And he's getting better and better and better. And and he's starting to really click when we needed it the most. You've seen him take over as a leader and uh, yeah. no panic, you know. And uh, we know the hand we're dealt, so we just play it. We don't, we don't panic. We just play the hand we're dealt and. There was zero panic on our behalf, knowing that we needed them last two drives to score touchdowns, not field goals. We needed touchdowns to go win this game, and that's what happened. Yeah, and and again, it was just absolutely amazing to watch because, you know, for people who don't know, you know, Chev, 600 yards further than any other quarterback in the Mountain West. Okay, that tells you the level he's been playing this entire – this last game, he was just – he was playing unconscious. It was just ridiculous the ability this kid has. And for those that oh talking about the defense, how great do you know people talk? No, when this is legitimate, these guys are the number four defense in the entire country on points per game allowed. Okay, they're number four with fourteen point two something. 
it, it allowed per game. This this defense is absolutely legit, and that's what we say. They're so fun to watch because they're just when it's time to just light it up and burn the field. That's exactly what they do, and and, and there's no and there's nothing you can really do about it. <laughs> As an offense, it's kind of like ah, ah, ah man. <laughs> All right, let's buckle up. Let's see what we let's see what we can do. We may not be able to stop them, but can we hold them just enough time to be able to do something? And it's just there's a different mindset, yes. and 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 that defense is just uh, it, it's scary. And and for again in the theme of it being Halloween weekend, just the absolute nightmare of a defensive line that offenses have to deal with weekly. Yeah. I feel bad for them. I really do. Because it's a group of guys, like you said, that front seven is just oh yes, extremely impressive. Extremely impressive. And, I, I mean, this is just our own personal opinion. Especially with Cade and, and Junior Fajoko. Uh, I mean, we have high praise for him. We think they should be top-level tier draft picks going into the NFL. That's just our personal thing because – with those two guys, again, Kyle Harmon, we think he's up there too in ability. We're just baffled by what this defense has been able to do. And I would hate for people to look at it as, ah, it's just Mountain West. No. No, it's not just Mountain West. They gave Auburn a run for their money. They gave a ho- they're giving a whole lot of these teams just nightmare situations to deal with. They are yeah. hard to play against, very hard to play against wherever you play. Yes. So that's what I'm just trying to kind of get people to figure out, like, do not sleep on these guys. I feel bad for whoever you guys play in a bowl game. Honestly, they're not going to see it coming. <laughs> it's just going to be absolutely insane watching them. Mm-hmm. And then your running back room, I, I'm sorry, I'm in love with Kyrie. I, I love his game. Mm-hmm. I love his leadership. I love just everything. Look, cannonball, just going. Just yeah. go run straight into you. We'll run you over. We'll run by you. Give you a shifty. I saw him putting the moves on. I was just, the kid is just fun to watch. And he's just, uh, when I watch him play, it almost looks like, you know, like a Maurice Jones Drew style. Mm-hmm. Just physical yeah. in your face. Like, don't let the size fool you. Yeah. I'm your worst nightmare. Yeah, Sal, <laughs> you know, Maurice Jones Drew, De La Salle High School, Kyrie mm-hmm. Robinson, De La Salle High School. Uh, they had high praises for him coming out of high school. Uh, he kind of blew under the radar his senior year. He broke his foot. Mm. And what made me love that young man in high school, he came back with a broke foot, taped it up, and played in the, the state championship game. And they almost pulled it off against modern day. And I was like, man, this dude is out here with a broke foot playing. And he was running the football. And I was like, I got I got to have him. When the <laughs> big guy, not a whole lot of hype. You know, people figure, oh, it's De La Salle. They always, no. He was the real deal. I knew it then when I seen him. Uh, he's healthy. Uh, he is, is height-wise, he's not the tallest. But when mm. you see his body and his build, he's not a small back. He's, he's compact. He's he can do it all. Like you said, he blocks. He can catch the ball. 
He can run with power. He has great vision. He has good balance. And then he can beat you with quickness and agility in the open space. So he does a lot of things that he doesn't really get credit for. And every week he has a, you know, he has one of the, I call them um, clinic tape. This is this going to be, you can put this on a clinic tape, some kind of cut block. You're going to always have one every once or twice a week. And that goes way back to when Dejon Packer was playing for me. Him and Tyler Nevins, we used to have the, hey, who's going to have the best blocks? Mm-hmm. And we have a cut up and it's all blocks. There's no run plays, all blocking on it. And Kyrie was like, hey, he was a freshman with those guys. Mm-hmm. He was like, he understands what that is because in our room we have running back. We said be the standard for the entire football team. And we have our FVP, fast, violent, and physical. That's that's those are, that's our moniker. We sit every day. And he just kind of took that tradition and trying to kind of kept it going. And from top to bottom, when I told people they thought I was, they were like, huh? I said, this is probably the deepest running back room I've ever had. And they were like, wait, 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 wait. You lost Tyler Nevins, which is the third leading rusher in the history of San Jose State. Mm. The history of San Jose State, which I coached him for all five years, and I love Tyler. But you had this young kid named Kyrie Robinson saying, okay, take your notes. I'm going to get a turn. It's going to be my turn. And then let's not leave out Shamar Garrett, the Swiss mm. Army knife. He's on Scooty. all the that catch in the end zone, coach. Coming, out of, like coming out of the backfield, he got hands like a wideout. Oh, and that my play God. was incredible. We needed that. We needed that oh. juice. I don't know how he caught it. I'm I'm literally I, – I feel – he. it happened right in front of me. I'm still looking back at the film. I don't know how the hell he caught that. Yeah, he I don't some, know how the defender – one hell of a pass by Shevin. Hell of a pass. Just to right drop it into that small little – Right through. Oh man! Well, and then Scooty with the play. Just, yeah. oh. He says he has the best hands on the team. So this is big old dispute between him and Kyrie, <laughs> who has the best hands and who runs the best routes. So it's a very another De La Salle Spartan. So you have a healthy competition, and what he brings to the table is totally different. Mm. What Kyrie brings to the table, and you know he's a weapon every time he touches that football. And then, you know, you have Kenyon Sims, which is downhill. He can run. He's a 4-5-40 guy, and he can run downhill. And then that young group, which God rest his soul, Camden was a part of that group. I had nicknamed them the Fab Five during training camp. <laughs> I have five freshman running backs. And it was, you know, like, wow, all these guys can have different styles, but they're very, very talented. So it was real top-heavy. With Kyrie, Kenyon, and Shamar, and then five freshmen, five true mm-hmm. freshmen. And it was just like, whoa, I got to balance this thing out. I got to develop and make sure the older guys are mentoring the younger guys on how to be great. Because mm-hmm. a lot of good running backs, you need to learn how to preparation, take care of your body, and be great. And I think Kyrie sets the table. Him and Shamar beat me to work. You know, when I pull up, mm-hmm. Kyrie's in the training room, prehab, not rehab, prehab, taking care of his body, making sure that his, his body is right. And I look across, there's Shamar uh, on the other table doing whatever he needs to do. They take very, they take a very personal, take good care of their bodies and try to maintain their weight because they're not the biggest guys. So it's mm-hmm. hard to do all that running and 
still maintain your weight and keep your body intact. Like I said, Shamar's on all three, uh, three of the four special teams. Kyrie's on special teams. We we kind of make that kind of something a part of us. And like I told you, Coach White has a big premium on putting the best guys on the field for special teams. So I tell all my guys in my room, you better get on for special teams. And I try to lobby every week to get somebody on something. <laughs> Coach White, what about this guy? Jabari Bates, another true freshman, 10-600 guy. He's a freshman. He's in my room. He's he's in the depth on the special team. Like, Coach, what can I get Jabari on here? You know, so Camden was one of those guys I was always trying to lobby to get him involved. So it just it's just a testimony um to the room, to the team. Mm. It's a great team. We have one of the best teams. I think this team is special. And we have this thing, we don't toot our own horn, we just keep climbing the mountain. You know, that's mm. one of the things that Coach Brennan tells people when we get to reading about stuff and all the different little madness that you know some of those people put out there whether it be positive or negative stop i'm climbing the mountain you know mm. we're trying to win the mount west championship we don't we're not getting caught up in our own clippings and 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 this is the first interview i've done this season and mm. you guys i don't you know I'm, i appreciate I'm, that coach did not know that appreciate yeah, it I've done some other stuff you know talking about some different topics but uh, when you text me, I was like, hey, you know, in honor of Camden, you know, mm. that's, that's special. It's a special situation. And um, and the team, how we rallied as a team, I wanted to make sure, like you say, that the general public knows how this team brotherhood is real. Mm. It's not something we just say. It's a real thing. And we, we're going to keep them together as a staff, do our job, keep our brotherhood intact as a staff as well and lead by example and continue to climb this mountain, which is to try to become Mount West champions. That's, that's our goal. Uh, and I, again, I really appreciate that. Like, honestly, for me, that, that, that means a lot to, to hear that coming from you because uh, especially here on this show, we have a whole lot of respect for you, everything that you you've done for, you know, not just San Jose state, but, for you know the community and other coaches and everything else like that, you've always had our respect and our love and everything. And mm-hmm. and um, for for Camden, you know, you know, God rest his soul. And I know he's looking down, watching at you, watching you guys, and big old yeah. smile on his face, and going like, "All right, let's go now. Let's get that sixth win to get that." Yeah, to get that bowl game eligibility. The six. We need the six. Six wins, <laughs> bowl game eligibility. That's big. It's just one week, one game at a time. And right now we are totally locked in in Colorado State. We're not underestimating anybody. You know, they're going to be a well-coached football team, and they're going to come in here and, and give us their best shot. And when you won the Mountain West, which we have in the past, you know, it's one thing when you're trying to sneak up on people, which we felt we did in 2020 in some people's eyes. Mm. Can you do it again? Mm. We know we, we 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 stubbed our toe a little bit last year, you know, missed the bowl by one game and uh, let a couple of close ones get a little get away. Mm. So all the returners that was part of that team, they really dedicated themselves in the offseason to not make sure that the things we went through last year we didn't repeat ourselves. So we're trying to play a tough Colorado State team that we have not beat 
since we've been here, you know, um, under the six years we've been here, this is our fourth time playing them. Mm. And uh, we're 0-3 against them. So we need to go out here and play our best game to get that sixth win to be bowl eligible. That, that's and and I have no doubt that the the preparation and everything uh going into it is nothing short but you know top tier. Uh you guys have been awesome with everybody. And yeah, you know, we again we really appreciate you giving the time and being able to talk to us uh, all good, about buddy. everything. And um once again, Coach, door is always open for you anytime. Let let us know when you're when you're ready to come on. We are more than willing to talk to you and give you as much time as you need. And uh, for and can if you can from us, I don't know how much this would mean, but uh, if you could relay from us to Camden's family, our condolences yes. and and our support and everything like that for for him and his family, and um, for everybody else, just uh, you know we we're with you guys. All right, we got, you got all of our support and coach though. Joppo Army, Joppo family forever. <laughs> Appreciate you, Coach Alonzo Carter, running backs coach for San Jose State Spartans. Appreciate you for coming on, Coach. Thanks for having me, brother. Spartan Absolutely. Up. Yes, sir. All right. <sighs> it's, we, uh, okay, I think we've made it. In some way, shape, or form, I feel like we've made it. We've made it. <laughs> His first interview all season. Like, and he just the I, I, again, man. That that meant a lot to me. Honestly, that 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 um that felt really good to have him on to be able to talk and you know give his whole thing. And it's always good to really um talk with him because he's so insightful with everything that goes on. Being able to paint a picture. With uh, with everything that goes on, um, real awesome to be able to have him um, coming on again because, okay, again, you saw it, man. The emotions uh, during that game were insane. Yeah. Um, it was just – and, and the, the – <laughs> well, yeah, I told him about the penalties and stuff like that, the ref stuff, it just – the fans were letting them have it, man. They were- Yo, this one guy was over the fucking railing going eight shit on the ref, bro. I was like, yo, he fresh from the construction site going eight shit on the ref on homecoming night. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was bad. I was just like, wow. Bro, Dude, I, yeah, that was rough. The crowd at one point, the ref, you suck, chance. You yeah. know. But I was looking at it kind of going, there were some penalties that I looked at and I was like, that's legitimate. It happened. Yeah. There's another media guy behind me after one of the past interference calls. Him and I made eye contact and he was like, I was like, gotta call it both ways, man. They've been calling it both ways fairly all night. They were calling it in favor of San Jose State and they've been calling it in favor of Nevada. Out of turn. All of those pass interference calls were because the DB didn't get their head around. Yep. Every one of them. If they would have just got their head, just a little peek, and put their head. Great defensive play. Yeah. 
you know, but every single one of them, we were right there looking. Yep, didn't get his head around. Same thing, didn't get his head around. You know, it just, but, you know, as bad as some of the calls were, most of them, most of them were pretty spot on in what happened. You know, so the refs, much to the chagrin of, uh, of the San Jose State home crowd, <laughs> they weren't as bad as y'all thought. I get the situation, but, you know, <laughs> wasn't as bad as you may may, may think. Um, but again, like, it, just the circumstances of everything. And, you know, the sixth game, they need the sixth win now. To get them bowl eligible, mm-hmm. like it, it, this is some storybook shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, this is some straight up storybook shit. It's just, uh, man, it's wild because again, like you know, it just, you know, we we, I told coach, I was like, you know, from the short limited time that we saw Camden when we saw him at the, um, at training camp. You know, we had looked at him like, oh, okay, he's one of the taller backs that they have. You know, he looks more like he could be, you know, that downhill, you know, type of guy. You know, impressed by the size and, you know, what he was doing and stuff like that. You know, being a freshman, a lot of when we found that, I was like, oh, okay. So now to kind of get to know more about him through coach, you know, it just kind of – you know, it goes to show what the kid meant, you know, what Camden meant to his teammates and 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 to his coaching staff and how much it really affected the entire team. You know, so and you know, like we said, we six was with him that game. Camden was with him that game because you know the first half was not pretty. It wasn't. It was ugly. There was a I was looking at that and going, Oh man. I hope this isn't all game long because if this is all game long, this is going to be tough because this is just, it's not looking too great. You know, they had negative 14 rushing yards at the end of the first half. You know, the coach just, but during that halftime, just something switched. Something just, the leaders did what they were supposed to do. The coaches did what they were supposed to do and off they went. You know, and just, dominated the entire second half um holding to nevada to one touchdown the entire second half so it it was it was a great game to be at to be a part of and watch you know and see everything kind of unfold um you know from that sideline view you know me and Kay were talking about it it's being who we are as football fans, as, you know, all that kind of being part of the media is a big change for us because we have to keep our composure on, you know, in in reactions to certain things. Outside of media setting, if we were just at that game as regular fans, I think both of us would have our voices lost. I I think it would have been because it was so hard for some of those plays to not react, to just be like, I had to literally go, oh, shit, turn my back real quick. Like, 
Oh, holy crap. That was nuts. Especially um, Shamar Garrett, uh, Scooty, his catch uh, in the end zone. I was like, uh, okay. I was baffled. That was just like, how the hell did he catch that ball? How did he do that? But, hey, he did it. Um, and And they did it. And for Kyrie to be the one to – Put it in for the tie and then put it in for the win. Just the the whole thing, the whole thing. Just it's storybook shit. It's stuff that great frick, uh, fiction writers can't even think of. It was just it, it was an awesome game, and it was an awesome feel. They did a lot of really good things. Um, in regards to Camden. Uh, the tributes and, you know, for the family, the, the moment of loudness, you know, all that, it was just, it was all really well done and, you know, hats off to San Jose state, uh, for getting it right. Um, and doing all the right things, um, in this moment and, you know, again, condolences, uh, to the family of Camden McWright, uh, I'm sure this has not been an easy time for them. Um, so to be able to have that moment and kind of see not just not from not just from the crowd really, but from the team, uh, what Camden meant to them, I'm sure was very uh, heartwarming and uplifting and stuff for for the family. Um, so all around, it was a great Saturday, great homecoming. Um, I do wish the student section would get their shit together. I, I got to be real with that one. I'm not the only one who feels that way. <laughs> All right. You know, I know another person who feels that way, and he's been very open about it, Mr. Dak, the San Jose State Duck. Shout outs to him. Um, you know, and I pointed it out to you. Not necessarily a great look. Literally leaving mid third quarter. Yeah, I, honestly, bro, I'm telling you, I attributed that to uh to it being Halloween weekend. I understand that's not an excuse or anything like that, but I mean, these college students, bro, Halloween weekend, the first one, the first real one since COVID. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I kind of figured that was going to happen. <laughs> cool. uh, well, especially at 7.30 at night starting the game. Yeah, that should have been a 1 o'clock game, man. If you one of them fans that whole time, you, 1 o'clock. That night game, it was dope, it, the aesthetic and all of that. But, boy, if you wanted your fans there, you would have, they would have had to pre-drink for the game, did all that shit at the game, chill out. Went went home, went to sleep, took a little nap, could wake up or continue drinking <laughs> and, and took that into the night. But I figured that was going to happen. I promise you, I was not surprised. Like when you told me, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. And that's how I assessed it because I figured that I figured that in the first quarter. I'm like, all right, they're going crazy over there. They're not going to be here by four. <laughs> I figured that early <laughs> Halloween. 
I'm like, it's Halloween weekend, bro. Like, Halloween is on Monday. There's absolutely no way they're going to be here. No way. I know if I was in college, I'm going to tell you, when I was in college, man, these holidays, well, being from Florida, yeah. like, motherfuckers party, <laughs> motherfuckers party on Christmas at the club. Like, <laughs> open the presents in the daytime. Ah, kids play the toys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bedtime. Ah, cool. Boop. Bottle pop. They at the club right after. Got the babysitter there watching anything. I'm telling you. That's what goes on in Florida. Like, every holiday. Thanksgiving, same shit. Motherfuckers be at the club. Matter of fact, it's a, it used to be. I don't know if it still is, but they had, like, uh, Plaz used to have, like, the strip-a-thon. Uh, I think it was Thanksgiving night. <laughs> I think it was Thanksgiving night. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's just wrong. This is wrong. <laughs> giving thanks. You're giving thanks. Black Friday sale gonna be tomorrow. Here go the money for the kids because you're buying your presents. Here go the money for the kids. He's okay. We we can't say that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm the only one that can take that risk. <laughs> <laughs> they can accept it. I've seen some things. <laughs> God damn. Oh shit. But no, nah, seriously though, like it's a different feel. So I, I like I, I I expected the kids to dip. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I expected that. Well I, I mean I had said the that last week or not the the last week last home game. I was like, well they had done the same thing in the last home game, but you had also pointed out, well, they were also kicking the shit out of the last team that they played <laughs> here at home. So it was kind of one of those, well, we know this game is out of hand. You know, time to go home. Beat the fucking traffic. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, it's reasons for the bull. Now, well, this this week, this weekend, there's no reason for it. There's no Halloween weekend. It's Columbus this game. Okay. <laughs> what do you say? I said it's Columbus Day. No. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, no. There's no excuse this weekend. It's the fifth. Yeah. It's the fifth. It's the, 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 the sixth game to, to – or, or the sixth victory needed to get bowl eligibility. There should be absolutely no reason why that student section shouldn't be packed to the fucking rims from the start of the first whistle to the end of the last whistle. Oh, it's Arbor Day. Shit, you need to stop making excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Arbor Day. <laughs> you need to stop making excuses. Somebody for from Michigan, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there should be no excuse that the student section, you guys have the Spartan run. You have an entire pregame thing dedicated to you. And you're going to just leave mid-third quarter? That could be the tradition. What? We don't know. That could be the tradition, and we don't know. The tradition is to leave the game at mid third quarter. What the fuck kind of tradition is that? They go to the they go to the parking lot and finish watching the game. They all no. The you need to stop. <laughs> now you're just no. They finish no. in the parking lot because they tailgating again. It's no. old tailgate. No. Or or is it or is it during? What is during? 
what is the suffix for during? <laughs> Same damn time. <laughs> Congruent tailgating? <laughs> Parallel tailgating shit. <laughs> Simultaneously no. tailgating, goddamn. It, ex- no, we're not going with that excuse. Nor any of the excuses. <laughs> hey, man. It should be no. We got to turn it around, man. The team is turning it around. The atmosphere and everything there is changing. You know, things are looking on the up and up. It's time for the fucking fans to be able to show some support, man. Yeah, they got to get. You know, they 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 weren't able to share that undefeated season, Mountain West Championship in 2020. Return the fucking favor, man. These guys are put, you know, playing their asses off every damn game. This is fun to watch football. It really is. So, I, I mean, they're putting their heart and soul and everything into it. You know, so I, I, I feel like it's only right for the pa- for the fans to return the favor. And, and I think this week's got to be the start of that. Which, by the way, are we going? What? This Saturday. Uh, I'm being I- honest. I did not rent a lens, but I have the lens that I I rented before, so I can just re-rent the motherfucker. Like, okay. send it. My whole thing is, you know, the gas to get to and from. Right. So I'm working on that. I need to get some good tips tomorrow. If I get good tips tomorrow, then I'll probably be good. Well, be able to go. <laughs> I, I had a joke, but you're married. <laughs> no. I'm not selling my ass. Or... You made it already sound like you sell your ass, dude. Nope. Tips. If I get good, I tips, work. Bro. I work at. I Can work. Shake that ass, Buttercup. What you? I deliver furniture, and sometimes people tip us for our services. Okay, <laughs> that's what it is. Not no this motherfucker. Shake it, buttercup. This motherfucker. <laughs> that would be my shiver name, wouldn't it? Uh, I, I honestly bring it to the stage, you gave, buttercup. You gave yourself that stripper name. I did not say that. It's fine. It ain't gonna happen anyway, so it might as well be make believe. I, I, all I'm going to do is I'll add something to it, but Buttercup will definitely be a part of the name. <laughs> you can go ahead and think what you want. You started this shit. Hey, no, I did not tell you to take me this far. <laughs> I got off this ride a long time ago. You was on this bitch doing donuts by yourself. <laughs> he was like, hey, no, 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 no. Don't you wish that evil upon me, Ricky Bobby? Do Uh-oh. not. Do not, I repeat, do not put that devil on me. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, Baker Mayfield is, uh, 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 he, he, he's shit, right? Yeah, Baker hey, Mayfield? Shit. I mean, I'm trying playing to... on, uh, playing on, uh, what is it called? Uh, scout team defense? Yeah. Makes sense. Make you rest in shit. Yeah, PJ Walker's the truth, huh? No, PJ Walker know how to do more with less. Fair. 
He came from a lower division, so if he already played with lower division motherfuckers, he'd been in the league three years. Baker so Mayfield he rest in shit. has been able to do shit with any caliber of offense. That's not fair. So, once again, rest in shit. deserves to be on scout team D. That's perfect position for him because Lord knows he can't play fuck quarterback. Um. So let's get off that one. Let's that's see not fair. Hold on. Ah, that's fucked up. That's not fair, dude. Hey, oh. hey. We we make you rest in shit. This ain't about fair. <laughs> that's not fair. This ain't about fair. This is about me airing out my grievances and saying, ha ha, I knew you weren't shit. Make you rest in shit. There you go. Thank you, Bernie. But I can't agree with that shit. It's just hard because he went to the fucking Panthers. All right. <laughs> You're supposed to be the guy. Hey, we traded for you. You were supposed to help make the team better. Yeah. It's the uh, shit. shit. If he sucks, uh, well, might as well tank the season and try and get somebody else. All right. Let me ask you this because you reap the benefits of it. How good do you think CMC is? And it goes back to this question. So answer carefully. Are we talking about healthy or? In general. Fully okay, fully healthy Christian McCaffrey, right? Deadly. All right, now put that same Christian McCaffrey on the uh, Carolina Panthers and tell me how many games they win. He was healthy this year. They have a shittier offensive line, a worse coaching staff, and an even worse quarterback. Make you rest in shit. Do you keep bringing it on the quarterback? It's like they've been a running team since he got there. They've been a throw the shit to CMC. Run the ball with CMC. Whatever we gonna do, we going through CMC. Well, apparently we adopted that fucking moniker because we fucking Christian McCaffrey threw four, passed four, or he passed four, caught, and ran for a touchdown. Well, that's just that's just B Rabbit fucking goddamn overusing somebody as soon as you get him. I, I told hey, you. That. I'm sorry. This week I had to prove a point to a little shit talker that was uh, talking premature shit before my lineup was even started. There's a little kid. Post it up, and I'm going to say it because you are. Um, posting up on the thing, oh, rest in peace. I'm about to beat this. Again, before I even set my lineup, the guys that were out that I had to switch to, before I even set my lineup, I was like, all right, motherfucker, set my lineup. Guess what happened? Who won? Me. Why? You talk too much shit when you shouldn't. What was the point differential? Point, I don't know, by three points? Who gives a fuck? I won. Hair. <laughs> The point the point is he thought he was about to blow me the fuck out and guess what it didn't happen that way. So you can kiss my whole ass on that one and now I'm just finding out apparently nobody fucking knew that $200 was on the line. I don't know how the hell that didn't happen. Yeah, that was that was baffling to me. I was like I literally told every single one of you I don't know, bro. I was like, I told every single one of you before you joined the league, you don't have to put anything in, but $200 is on the line. So I don't know where the hell this one, oh, I didn't know $200. And now they're going, oh, oh, okay. now this adds a little excitement. Yeah, nobody's going to make bullshit trades. That they, they, yeah, and they know who I'm talking about. They know who I'm fucking talking about. Yeah, trades are fun. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. You can trade all you want. Yeah, nobody want to trade me shit. Yeah, well. <laughs> Yeah. Gary ass motherfuckers. <laughs> I told you. 
I told you what happens to people who draft for trade value. I tell you. I told you that over the first first time. It's not, my fault. it's not that my fault that the goddamn Green Bay Packers started the season with postseason uh post uh um uh, postseason Aaron Rodgers. This is who we're looking at. This is postseason Aaron Rodgers playing in the regular season. I'm just saying. Huh. I'm just saying, too. I wanted to get <laughs> Aaron Rodgers off. That was like that pause. That was crazy. That, that phrasing was crazy. I was trying to trade Aaron Rodgers. I was trying to trade Aaron Rodgers, and I was cool with sticking with, uh, with Trevor and uh, Joey, B to, Joey B to G. That's fine. Didn't Joe Burrow get like two points last week? Something like that? Three, but that don't mean shit. No, I know that because I have him in my other league. Yeah, no, I was pissed. Don't worry. <laughs> but you know, yeah, but you can't be getting mad at people talking unnecessary shit just because they don't agree with your trade offer. They tried to make making Rock a shitty trade offer, and Rock told him was like, "No, like they forget Rock was a professional football player." I know. I'm I'm <laughs> trying to slide. I'm sliding bullshit. I promise you. Look, the man slid me some bullshit, and I'm like, no, because <laughs> motherfuckers is trying to get Jamar Chase from out of my hands. I'm not Jamar Chase. Uh, who are they trying to get out of my hands? The fuck. I keep thinking about my other leagues because I got Jamar Chase in like two other leagues, and motherfuckers is like. Like, give me Jamar, bro. I can just sit on him. I'm like, I'm going to just sit on him. What are you talking about? I, I'm i aware when he got hurt, I'm like, he's walking too good. It's, it's not that bad of a fracture. He's back after bye week. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I'm like, yep. I saw how he walked off the field. I saw when he got, when he stopped and he was hurt. I'm like, it's not that bad. I'm like, yes, it's fractured, but it's not that bad. Like, they just taking on the air of caution. They're going to say four to six, but he back after bye week. So. Yeah, and after they said four to six, they said day to day. Right. And I'm like, yeah, he's back at the bye week, bro. It's like, yeah, there's a real. That's why I was like, Mad Six got away with it. He got he got my nephew thinking, no, oh, Jamar Chase is going to be out four to six weeks. Hi, day to day. Uh-uh. Hey, no. Nah, yeah, after the bye nephew, week. The nephew at school while we watching ESPN. <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of what the fuck happened. <laughs> We watching ESPN and YouTube clips, and he in school, so he paying attention to trigonometry and he, shit. He's already he's already graduated high school. Is he in college? No. Fuck! I I'll try to make my point stick. Damn. All right. Well, then he's just not paying attention. Then that's on him. He's paying attention to like big names people. He doesn't. He he's over here looking at my team. He's like, your team's trash, and I'm like. I'm top five in the league, and just because you don't you don't know who the fuck I have on my team doesn't mean I'm bad. Right. I was like, because I'm looking at my team going like, <laughs> I have pretty much every one of the sleepers. Yeah. I have every one of the ones that nobody thought about, and they're now producing 15-plus points a game. Hey, do you still want Aaron Rodgers is the question, because you, you, you know. <laughs> Over Kirk Cousins? Shit. I'd damn near take anybody over Kirk Cousins. Hey, look, so you might as well, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, 
might as well take one of these doggone take the quarterback off my hands, you know. Aaron Rodgers got Detroit this week, so that's guaranteed points. Like that's a lot of points guaranteed. This let's, week. let's just let's just trade uh Rodgers and Cousins straight up. I don't need a third quarterback, Joshua. <laughs> Neither do I. What, who's your second quarterback? That's a good point. Justin Fields. Bam, are we talking the same language here? <laughs> like, like, All right, hold on. Hold on. No, I can't even look NFC, at it. You have two NFC North quarterbacks, and their name is not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even look at it that way. <laughs> Oh shit. oh shit! That's hilarious. That's a good call. Wow. <laughs> so you might as well get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. If I get Aaron Rodgers, I'm gonna drop Fields. Exactly, Mundo, man. You might as well. It ain't like nobody else gonna pick him up. <laughs> like, <laughs> to be honest with you, ain't nobody gonna pick up Fields. All you gonna do is get your run yards. And this ain't a twin quarterback league. I don't even I can't even look at it right now uh, uh, yeah I know you're on your phone that's yeah. why I'm that's why I'm, I'm fucking with your head towards the end of the show um so yeah do you uh fuck are we coming back on tomorrow we're playing it on it alright cool but- that way we can make our picks and stuff at least. Yeah, that's why that's why I was uh that's why I was gonna ask. Yeah, no, we'll be on tomorrow. And hey, who's fucking winning right now? Uh I think the Eagles are. Hmm. Last time I checked it was the Eagles. So it says oh they beat that ass. Oh, they didn't beat that ass. Actually they only won by twelve. Hmm. But what they the you know. They, you know, uh, they won 29-17. Against who? Uh, the Texans. Well, the Eagles might have the easiest schedule I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This 8 no is kind of suspect now. <laughs> ain't no big suspect out the goddamn gate. I've been telling motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, one emotionally charged game against the Cowboys. I'm like, whoop to fucking do Oh shit! Well, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll make the uh, we'll make the picks and everything tomorrow. Um, about Saturday, we'll we'll see. I'll have uh, we'll see we'll see what happens on Saturday. Um, but tomorrow for sure, everybody come hang out with us again. Talking more NFL football going into the week. Remember, we got Corey Hammond again tomorrow talking college football. Uh, make our NFL picks and everything else like that. I'm not going to want to miss that, especially Corey Hammond talking shit. He always seems to get one in there that just, all right. <laughs> we just, all right, we're done. We got to, he's got to go. Uh, but uh, don't miss that. Uh, we will have coverage on Saturday's game. It just, we don't know whether it'll be there or from home. 
Um, so we'll have that figured out. Uh, and then was it next week or a week after that? So, uh, the Hawaii game is on the 26th. So is that two weeks from now? Couldn't call it. I'm going to tell you that that is Thanksgiving week. Last week of November. Okay. So yeah, two weeks, two, three weeks out. Um, that we'll have that. Um, got a lot of other things coming up. Uh, Bay Area Cali Classic, uh, still in January. Uh, coaches, if you haven't already, get your kids nominated. This is one of the fastest growing, also not one of the the fastest growing All Star Game in all of California. Uh, don't be late to the party. Trust me, you're not gonna want to be late to this party. Um, Bay versus Valley. Both of the MVPs from each team, either the Bay Area MVP and the and the Valley MVP, both uh, get their pictures on their very own customized uh, Wheaties box. So that's pretty cool. Um, shit, wish I could have got my face put on Wheaties box. Man, that would have been nice. Um, did you like Wheaties? Did you ever like Wheaties growing up? Did you ever uh-huh. have Wheaties ever? Oh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, I had them. Uh, I like I, the original Wheaties was like, okay, but I like the, like the, the Wheaties with the extra, you know what I mean? Like when they put the additives and all the bull in there, you know what I mean? They was cool though. Like it was not saying that it was bad. They was cool for sure. I just, yeah. like, you know. Wheaties. When I, when I first saw them, I was like, what could be so good about Wheaties? And I tried Wheaties. Not bad. Not bad. All right. So the MVPs, um, once again, will have their faces on their very own uh, customized uh, Wheaties box. Uh, What else do we have coming up? Um, Not a whole lot coming up uh, lately, other than just picks and San Jose State games and stuff like that, but... Uh, you guys already know where to find us on the social medias, on um, the Joppos AP. Here, let me get some of this stuff up and running so I don't have to constantly be. Here's some advertisement here. Let me throw another one. Boom. Social did medias. You, did you do um, any advertisement this episode? Uh, I don't think so. I haven't done advertisements in a while because, again, I'm trying to get everybody to have their own, like, 30 second to 60 you know, add that for us to be able to put in. Right, right. But you guys see them right here. Raise Energy, Mountain Mike's, Popple, Groundbreaking Enterprises, Gunner Sports, the Bay Area Classic. Um, Cali Classic, I should say. Um, Twitter, the All, All Pro Jaffos, Instagram, same thing, All Pro Jaffos, YouTube, and Facebook, Renee Bros productions go on twitch pvp underscore studios we're starting to do more streaming video games on twitch uh now that i have a ps5 streaming is a whole lot smoother and easier i still had the mindset of having the ps4 which uh streaming on twitch made me lag out something crazy uh but now don't have that problem. So we're going to be streaming uh, video games and stuff like that. A little bit more, more content on Twitch. 
Um, so you're going to want to go check that out, follow that. And uh, once again, for everywhere else, we appreciate you guys. Uh, Joppo family, PVP family, everybody else uh, for myself, uh, JP, for the 610 Beast from the Southeast, Mr. Country K, from DJ Madsticks, and of course, Joppo family member and uh, all-time great human being, uh, Coach Alonzo Carter. Uh, appreciate him for giving us about an hour of his time to be able to talk football and and Camden and everything else that happened at homecoming and preparations and stuff like that coming into this uh, week against Colorado State. So again, appreciate him. Again, it means a lot. First interview all year. That that means a lot to us. So um, really cool uh, to be able to have that opportunity and be able to have that relationship with him. Um, so. Once again, from us, the Opera Jaffos, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Deuces. Aloha. You got to remember to say it, man. Yeah. <laughs>